This is Alex Santos. I am Abril. I am Susie. And this is Comadreando. And welcome to another episode of Comadriando, the podcast where anything is possible and everyone is your best friend. <laughs> I love it so much. It's <laughs> our new tagline, y'all, in case you're just tuning in. <laughs> um, so welcome. Today's episode, it's kind of... I mean, it's expansive. There's, it's there's, expensive. it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's expansive. We're not just becoming BFFs with someone. We are pretty much becoming BFFs with a world. <laughs> we are inhabiting fictional worlds, y'all, <laughs> and becoming BFFs with someone who already lives there. Right. We're just. Uh, what does that sound like? What is the word? There's a word for this. We're moving in. We're taking over. More on the taking over. Conquering? Yes. Colonizing? Colonizing. <laughs> we're the colonizers we today. No. Like no. We're no. not colonizing. We're no. immigrating into their world. I'm integrating. Yes. Integrating. Yeah. Integrating. Integration. Assimilating. Integration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're assimilating. Assim- <laughs> we're not bringing in our own little culture. And That's like, right. I mean, I will, but, but not in a systematic way. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. No one's trying to do we're not trying to take over the fictional no, world. No, we're just trying to aerial it and be part of your, your world. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the name of this episode. There you go. Part of your world. Mm. Heyo. Heyo. All right. So, there's probably a good chance that April and Susie are going to inhabit and live in the same fictional world. So yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Totes. So goats. do we want to just dive into your world or are we diving into my world? We're diving into your Let's world. Let's dive into your world first. Okay. Uh, you got to give us some clues. I do have to give you clues. Hint, hint. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to chill and have a sip of this coffee. <laughs> um, okay. Well, it is fictional. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Well, uh, presumably. Or presumably. Yeah. I don't know. Is this know, reality? Is pretty real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's real to me. Exactly. <laughs> to me. Um, Forever and always. Okay. Well, this world is also theoretically our world. It exists in parallel? It is. It exists like our world as it is actually but these people in it make it a different universe okay okay does that make sense it's in the u.s mm, okay. pretty much okay it, that, yeah, that throws out what i was thinking yeah it's it's in the u.s it's it's our current world but with these beings makes it you know fictional and supernatural mm. um okay uh-huh <laughs> okay tell okay, me more okay. tell me more keep going okay okay um, I would be part of a specific race hmm. that does not exist now in our reality, but in this reality it is. Mm. And there is a ongoing struggle between the two. Are you an X-Men? Yes! Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of points I for was, Gryffindor. I was Do we get extra Avengers? I was like, how? Uh. Actually, but Avengers, she said race. 
also yeah. exist in this world too. But they, uh, I was thinking like Asgardian as a race. Well, she's, when she said race, I immediately thought human because I thought of the, um, what's the, the guy's name in politics? What was his name? Which White hair. Politics. He's a politician and he's telling everyone that um, mutants are evil and he's so against mutants. Mm, mm, I should I know, know this motherfucker. Yeah, you live in this universe. <laughs> I, I live in this. I live in this universe. We're technically going up against him. I am so bad with names. I noticed that. I'm like that person with the thing and the other thing. Ah, so you'd be an X Men. I would totally Ooh, be an X Men. What would be, be your superpower? Well, yeah, well, okay, yeah, that's my I'd next question. Mu- you're mutant. I'd be a mutant. You'd be a mutant. Okay, right, I wouldn't be human in this. In yeah. this world. Would you so have attended the X Academy? Yes. Xavier's Academy. Yes. Okay. So you're from the jump. Yes. So I am from the jump. Um, you know, a mutant born What's your power? it. Um, see that? I don't know yet. You figure it out. I'm, figuring, your moment. I'm figuring it out because Decide that's right why I'm going to Xavier School for gifted, you know, individuals. It's because I'm there to figure it out, you know? Well, usually don't they figure it out and then they go there because stuff starts happening. Yep. Weird things. Yeah. So what kind of weird true. things what have happened? Yeah, yeah. Let's help <laughs> that, you figure it out right now. That Professor X has come to you. This is your interview you. to, to get this into Xavier's <laughs> Academy. He can help you control it. Admissions oh process. God. Let's go. <laughs> well, ideally, I would like to have all of the all really of fantastic powers. things. Ooh, and know? then would Professor X be uh, James McAvoy or, um, or Captain Stewart. Picard? Oh, Patrick oh, Stewart. Sorry, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> what am I? You're just blending <laughs> universes now. <laughs> Maybe Freudian slip. I don't know. I don't care about whether he's Patrick Stewart or the. He's just Professor he's X. He's just Professor X. Okay. Like we're not talking about the actor. We're talking about Professor X as okay. Professor X. And I would subscribe to the school of Professor X. And though I can appreciate where Magneto is coming from and the frustration that he, you know, has felt because of his past, you know. Um, I would still want to bring harmony and peace, as ridiculous as that sounds, between the mutants and the humans, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that would be um, which camp I would follow, pretty much. Um, similar to real life. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right? Um, but that's why I feel very closely to, like, the idea of X-Men uh-huh. and mutants and, you know, this idea of, like, the other and... As a metaphor for inclusion. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. So that would just be my jam. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could totally kill it in this world. Not killing, but, you know, like, I wouldn't... If you were killing, you'd be on Magneto's right, side. Right, exactly. <laughs> if I was, yeah, if I was killing, I would be on Team Magneto, but... My brain goes to, well, you know, sometimes there's just collateral damage that happens. And it does in this world. Yeah. That, that was the other thing I you thought about. You would so be on Magneto's side. <laughs> so would I, honestly. That'd be real hard. That'd be, okay. And then yeah. I would just be on the other side, y'all, and try mm-hmm. to keep the peace. But, it, okay, in terms of powers, ideally, I would want telekinetic. Um, s- like, some kind of, like, super strength and healing. You want everything. Yeah, I do. So you want Logan yeah. and no, you, you want, want Jean Grey. You want Jean. Yeah, I want everything. You want You Rome. asked what? I, exactly. Uh, dearly, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, you want, no, you this is your Rogue. universe. You want to absorb people's powers. No, I don't want to absorb them. No, she she wants to touch people. But yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> I cannot be. I, and I thought about this. Allison's a, Allison's a very touchy-feely yeah. person. And that okay. would just kill her. That's where I'm a healer. No, but that she like, your can, struggle, can take people's powers as she's. Okay, never mind. Well, no, I, but that's I, why she has to wear the little gloves and yeah, everything. Yeah. Right. 
And if she's kissed, oh Lord, not the Ooh, same. Not a good thing. Not yeah. the same. Yeah. No, I still want to find love in this mutant world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she can find love. You just can't touchy touchy. No, she did. She found Gambit, and that worked out because he produces energy and powers, whereas she, like you know, takes it. Absorbs so they it. equal each they other out. They, each other can, out. Yeah. they are the ideal <laughs> like, coupling, you know, coupling yeah. because of that. So. You know, even even when you think there's no one out there for you, there is. <laughs> Always is. <laughs> Hashtag someone for everyone. <laughs> there you go. Bam. <laughs> Love is for all. <laughs> okay, um, so you would have super healing, super strength, telekinetic. That's it. And I can cap it at that. You can cap it okay. at that. Okay. I can cap it at that. Okay. Yeah. Mostly, I thought That's about pretty my... pretty much all you need. <laughs> Right? You know, I mm-hmm. thought about the... Some, some, some sort of control over the elements and you're good. Yeah. yeah. Some firepower I feel like situation. the kinetic, though. No, oh, that's true. It, it, the telekinetic or kinesis mm-hmm. uh, would kind of encompass all of that. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, I can move shit with my mind. You know, all different matters and things and whatever. Possibly people, if they're getting crazy. <laughs> 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 just going to put you in a timeout. I'm going to lift you and I'm going to bring you down when you calm down. <laughs> You know, um, so mostly that, uh-huh. and I did thought of, I thought about like you know mind reading and all this other stuff, but I was like, I do I want to know your inner workings? No, Mm-mm. that's too much. And I've seen that's Professor only useful X's in a very specific context. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I've seen the professor struggle from knowing all that, and I'm like, girl, you are like the giver, and you have all the feels and knows, and that is too much to take on. You know, <laughs> yep. so I'm like, you handle that. Let me just be you know mentored by you. Yeah. Um, and I'll just have like you know material things in this okay. in this sense material is fine <laughs> the, to be able to move that um, and I've always just wanted super strength that's just like a thing that's just my own personal thing of just mm-hmm. wanting to like you know um, have super strength I like to test my capabilities as it is already so I'd feel like dude if I had super strength I would just be like juggling benches or something <laughs> I don't know you know? Like, <laughs> Just for funsies, you know, it's like, oh, I think we need to relocate. Okay, let me know where you want me to drop the castle. Like, whatever. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very useful skill. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fun and it's practical. <laughs> yeah. So when yeah, we yeah. move, we know who to call. Exactly. Right. Right. You don't need... You don't even need the super I don't strength, even though, need the super if you strength. have telekinesis. Right. You can just move just like, with your mind. But I just want to be a nice, rounded but you mind, also, body, yeah. and like soul. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the healing comes yeah. in. The soul. Holistic. <laughs> um, so would you be able to heal other people as well or just yourself? I want to heal others. Oh, okay. okay. I feel like the, because I have telekinesis and the super strength like that, I would figure that's enough for me to be able to like take care of myself. And so being able to heal others. Heal others would be more beneficial. Okay. okay. So, like, I'm not immortal. Oh, okay. So you're not like Logan where he can You're repair. invincible, but you're not immortal. Yeah. I don't want to be Logan. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, live forever and, and go through all of that. And, Let's you see. know, it, it's, it's too, it, I mean, it's a great gift, but it's also a great burden, you know, to have lived through all of this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like at least it gives me enough, like, you know, making your time worth it. You know, whatever you decide to do with the time that you have mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, 
and I feel like I'd just be reckless for a good amount of years if I was immortal. <laughs> like I would be like in my hundreds and being stupid because of that, you know. And then it'd be after like, a while, you have to stop caring, right? Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards, you're like, well, maybe when I'm 300, then I should get it together, you know. And like, <laughs> you know, like, but, but also like it's been 300 years and I haven't made my mark. What am I doing? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like I don't want to be on that path of just like being reckless and selfish and just coasting yeah Yeah. just Mm -hmm. coasting you know um so i wouldn't be immortal in this world okay um but those are the ideal powers that i would have i would go to the school you know be part of this whole struggle that's going on and you know fight on the side of professor x who's your best friend in the world that's a good question. That's, that's the other half really, of the prompt. That's really mm-hmm. hard. That's really hard. And I thought about that. And I I feel like my bestie, they would be different, though. Just I would befriend the people who went to the school or, like, you know, whoever was in my class. Like, that's where my best friend would emerge. And that's why I don't necessarily, I can't pinpoint one. Because in theory, the other more well-known ones are the professors, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, Professor X is, like, running this biz. Mm-hmm. So... He's not going to be your best right, friend. Right, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, like, <laughs> he's not going to be my bestie, but I can, ha- you know, go into office hours or something. Yeah, and talk great mentor. To yeah. So right. you want an organic relationship yes. to happen with yes. your best friend. I want, Got like, it. this organic kind of coming from my cohort of, like, you know, other mutants. mutants. Ooh, so if you want to be Allison's BFF... In the X Men crew, go ahead and leave us a message on our Twitter, <laughs> yeah, oh, or Facebook or Instagram, and reply with your name and your powers. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. and maybe a little blurb of how you met. Oh, what class were you in? Story. Oh, what class were you in? Who was the professor at the time? Right. Mm. Yeah. So I would like to learn from like the greats that yeah. have come before, but you, you know. don't need to be friends with them. Yes, like I, I would want to befriend like this new class of you know or was that what the what was the that last class. movie yeah 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 is that, is that what There's, it was called I yeah. perhaps yeah yeah. yeah yeah but the newer newer class okay. like, <laughs> like this class is unknown because we right. are you know forming okay. this so and and I like that the world is so expansive and that there's so many possibilities of like the different mutants and, and people who will like exist in it um that that's exciting and considering the move or the like Marvel's conscious effort to include to include more like LGBT and like heroines like women as at the forefront Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what would make the new class exciting more interesting yes you know um I mean, not to say that it's come, does it come with drama because, dude, reading some of those like <laughs> stories and the kind of stuff that happens and you're like, girl, this is drama. But I mean, that's why people love this stuff because there's that human element to it. But yeah. I think that would be the fun part is that um, living in that world and because it's kind of close to ours now that it, it, I would exist and create these new relationships. I'm just thinking of um, X-Men Evolution, the cartoon, mm-hmm. where the professors that are seen on X-Men, which are like Rogue and um, Jubilee and all those other individuals, they're actually students and they're in a regular high school. Ah. Yeah. I love that show. 
That's great. That's also mm-hmm. a great and premise. And Kitty was also on there, and she was in a regular... Like, they were all going to regular schools, right. but they were mutants. Right. And, they were trying to assimilate, too. And they were living too. in the um, Professor Xavier's mansion. Uh, so oh. they were assimilating into mm-hmm. the human, human society, world. Yeah. But they were still practicing their own powers. And then Mystique had her own little crew of, of evil right. mutants. Right. Future Magneto followers, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which apparently you two are going to be well, part of. Well, I don't know about that. I don't it was know. just it's so tempting. Even if you're in, if we're talking about X Men, even if you're fighting with Professor X, there's always collateral damage that yeah, happens. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, just, not in a bad way. It just happens. Yeah, in those in types of situations, worlds, it would I feel happen, like, yeah. yeah, in those type situations where that kind of injustice is happening. I have a really hard time uh, getting past the initial reaction of like I'm gonna fight right back. Like <laughs> I I I can't. I have a really hard time operating from defense in those scenarios because my instinct is to go offense, and that's what that's what Magneto is doing. Like if you're gonna come for me, I'm gonna come for you. So, <laughs> so I'm curious yeah. to see where you lie in your world. Oh, your fictional world. Oh. If you if you come from that, like it's hard for me to I not feel do something. Y'all's world is still the same, similar struggle. It is. It is. There's it a is. divide I between. I think. I don't know. You might be surprised. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about it now. It's a different approach that I took in my world. Um, but yeah, in that particular scenario, when that much shit is going down, in that, like, we're. I mean, they're they're both fighting the same fight with just two different uh, approaches, right? Um, the pacifist, the defensive approach is hard for me when it, it, when it's that high, nah, not but high is, stakes. But when is it because it's a world that we're more familiar with that you would feel you would be more offensive? When it's when you when the offense is coming in a confrontational way, like I have a really hard time not being confrontational. Um, I don't know. So it's you hard. just want to return whatever they're giving you. Yeah, it's like if we're gonna play by this, we're gonna, if you're gonna play this game, we're gonna play by your rules, and I'm I'm still gonna win. Um, <laughs> that's my come from. Yeah, like I don't know. It's it's really hard, especially when I'm seeing injustice happening to other people. If it's if you're just attacking me, that's that's one thing. But if you're attacking a whole group of people, and I have the capacity to defend them by attacking you, I'm gonna come for you. All right, Abdi. I'm I hear you. Yeah. So then. Let's see how you get on in your fictional okay. world. <laughs> is okay. there is there a need to guess your fictional world? Is there? I don't think so. Okay, on the count of three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Harry Potter. And that's why I say, is it really different? Because there's still the wizards and then the humans and the whole, you know. Well, technically, yeah, fighting, he, you're fighting wizards upon wizards. Yeah, true. it's a different scenario. Uh, because because they're, Okay, but the... The humans are not coming for us. Uh, as the we're muggles, not worried the muggles about don't even know this shit is going down, unless they have kids who are yeah. magical. Because we're not worried about the muggles, right? Oh, spoilers. Well, <laughs> I, we, yeah. Well, we, we all know. Shall we just get yeah. yours yeah. too, Susie? It's, yeah, it's also Harry Potter. You all are existing in the same world. <laughs> yes, but I want to. Let me just finish this thought, and then I want to hear about your okay. how you exist in this world because I'm curious. Yeah, so we're not fighting the muggles. We're fighting the indiv- the purists. Yeah. Okay. The ones who want to keep it just a right. pure bloodline. Pure and bloodline muggle, wizards. Not muggles, sorry. Uh, mud use bloods. my language. Mudblood. Muggle-borns. Mudblood is derogatory. 
Yeah. <laughs> it hurts to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I, okay. I mean, it, I see what your point. Like, it's a similar dynamic, but it feels more confrontational. Mm-hmm. If I don't know, it feels different in the X Men world to me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Oh, it's hard. It's All a right. subtle difference. So I, then, I don't Abril, know. I, we, we can okay. focus this a little it's more. Perspective. It's <laughs> yeah. perspective because I feel that it's similar in even in that Harry Potter world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. Between, like, Because it's know, mutant on mutant, but there's a bigger threat, whereas mm-hmm. in the muggle or in the magical world, it's, you know, uh, wizard on wizard, but the muggles have no idea what's happening. Like, there's no outside threat that as, we have as to of unite. Right now. As you know? of right now. Where we have to unite yep. those two sides that are battling. Okay. Whereas there, They're sometimes they call truths to fight against yeah. the regular people. Um, okay, so back to Abri. Okay, yes. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about it. How would you in- in- how would you exist in this world? The whole nine yards. A ver, the whole, I cuéntanos, get, cuéntanos. I get my letter Spill on my 11th birthday. I jump on that train to Hogwarts, and I am a student from the jump. Um, so are you, like, full blood? I don't think so. I think I'm muggle-born. Mm. Yeah, I think I would be muggle-born just because... It's, well, part of what I love about the Harry Potter universe is that it exists in tandem to ours. Like, it is a hidden thing that's just... It's right there. It's just out of reach. And I think that's part of what makes it so appealing to people of, like, anyone can join this universe if you get your letter. Yeah. That's your invitation in, right? And I know all of us were disappointed <laughs> when we didn't get our letters. Mm. Um, I know I sure as hell was. And I'm still waiting for mine. I'm still waiting for mine. Too. You got oh, yours no, last year. I did year. get mine. Yeah, I did get mine. It was 19 years late, but I got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your owl was just a little. I know. Well, here's what happened. No, they said Errol. Yeah. No. Um, what happened was, you know, when Voldemort took over the ministry, he destroyed the record of all the Muggleborns, and that's why none of us got our letters. I think. Um, mm. I, that's a that's a fact. <laughs> that not, is a fact. Not theory. Con- this yeah, is no, confirmed fact. by J.K. Rowling. Um, but yeah, that's part of what I love about it, and that's why, like, I think it would just be me joining that world as it is, because that's that's the way in. You get your letter, you're invited. So I would. I, the thing. Okay, so it's not even just the Harry Potter world. It's Hogwarts Castle specifically. Okay. I, just, I think that that place. Obviously, it's magical, but I think the I I just love the way that J.K. Rowling built this this place this little home base for all of these adventures to happen and it's so like wholesale you can just plunk right into it because it's so well built out like you know i just i want to be a hogwarts student i want to go in i know i'm a ravenclaw i want to take all those classes i want to roam the halls i want to get lost on the staircases i want to explore the library i want to get caught in the restricted section i want to <laughs> wander in the forbidden forest i want to hang out with hagrid at his hut i want to go swimming in the lake like i i want to experience all of these things that happen to these characters in these books and i want to be a part of it and like i want you know, to climb the stairs up to Ravenclaw Tower and go find my bed and the four posters and look out the window <laughs> and see like the, the moonlight and the starlight shining on the lake and like know that that at least for those seven years of my life is home. Um, I want that experience. And then um, I would, I think I w- because I love it so much, I think I would become a professor and like teach there oh. and live there full time as an adult. Like, I don't know what I would teach 
um, maybe muggle studies <laughs> since I'm muggle born. Or I think also I would be really good at potions, ironically. No. Not ironically. Uh, uh, it has science. It, yeah, it's to science. It, yeah. I was always really good it's, in the lab. Yeah. I was good in chem, and I'm like, I as a trained scientist, have worked in labs for years. So I think I would be good at potions, even though it's not a Ravenclaw-type subject, I guess. <laughs> it's a more of a Slytherin thing. But yeah, so I could hey. be the potions master, whatever. Got um, the ter- stereotype. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be a Slytherin post. Nope. Um, yeah, so I think I would be either Muggle Studies or, or Potions Professor at Hogwarts. Oh, um, so who would be your BFF? Who are you rolling with? I think, so if I'm going to school at Hogwarts while shit's going down while Harry Potter is there. Like, if I'm in the same year as Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be friends with Harry and Ron and Hermione. Like, we'd be cool, but they're just too Gryffindor for me. Like, their approach... <laughs> and it's hilarious because all of my friends are Gryffindors. <laughs> I have, like, a couple Hufflepuff friends and, you like, have two one sitting right next or to two you. other... Uh, one We'd or two other Ravenclaws, <laughs> but, like, pretty much everyone in my life is a Gryffindor, which is ridiculous. But those three, are their, their approach, they're just... They're too Gryffindor for me. Um... Yeah, it's just too much. You guys are getting too hyped up, too too uh, um, too brash in your actions. Like I'm, I'm more of a strategic thinker, and so like I'd be like, no, slow your roll. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with them. I think that I would hang out, and I, I, there's this is the struggle of being a Ravenclaw. Like there's not a lot of strong Ravenclaw representation in the book <laughs> outside of Luna Lovegood and Cho Chang. Um, but that's kind of cool. They're, they're, you, would, you would bring they're a cool, different, but yeah, I would, yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily be really good friends with Cho or with, with Luna. Like mm. I, I don't think that I would be really good friends with them. So, so, too have, so yeah, I think you'd have your own Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Well, yeah, Ravenclaw I would have my own Ravenclaw that crew that, that would emerge being, from yes. me being in the tower. But I think, uh, of like the big characters in Harry Potter, I think my best friend would be Neville Longbottom. Oh, yeah. uh, because I always thought that he was like this overlooked character <laughs> for for the first part of the series. Like he's just kind of the geeky kid in the background that people kind of make fun of, and that Ron and Harry and Hermione kind of take under their wing because he doesn't really have anywhere else to go, <laughs> and you don't hear of him having other friendships. Mm. Like you don't know who he's hanging out with at Hogwarts when mm-hmm. he's not you know, coming into the dynamic with the trio. So I think that like Neville and I would actually be really good friends because we're both nerdy and we're both socially awkward and um, would, I feel like I could help him with his school studies, which he always struggled with. But then also like, I think we would just kind of gravitate to each other as being the socially awkward kids in the back <laughs> of the class. And he's uh, not as brash. And he's Gryffindor. not as brash. Exactly. Like he's the least Gryffindor of all the Gryffindors, mm-hmm. even though he's a true Gryffindor and he pulled that sword out of right. the sword yeah. he had yes. at the end. Um, but I think also, and this is going to that conversation we're having of like, how would I play in this, in this uh, epic battle between the the wizards and the Death Eaters? Like, I think uh, I could not roll with Ron, Harry, and Hermione in the Horcrux hunting of it all. I felt mm-hmm. like that was such a bad way to go about that. Like, just the <laughs> lack of strategy, the lack of um, just any kind of. Uh, approach to the problem. They were just like, we're just walking around looking for horcruxes. This could take forever. Like I, that would have frustrated me so much, knowing especially that there were people back in the magical world, like on Diagon Alley and at Hogwarts, who were suffering consequences. 
Like, I would have been with Neville at Hogwarts holding down the fort and being subversive to the teachers at school and keeping Dumbledore's army going. Like, that's where I think I would have chosen to be because I'd have gotten so frustrated with, like, I know you guys are doing something really important, but I don't see any, like... uh, you know, movement forward. Like all of their uh, successes in hunting down Horcruxes were pure luck, and I could not have dealt with that situation of like not knowing if success was coming or not having an active strategic game plan towards it. Whereas at the at the castle, at Hogwarts, like I could keep Dumbledore's army going. I could stick it to Umbridge at every opportunity. You know, I could, the incoming students, I could train them up and get them on our side. Like, I would be working with Neville on the back end of things, and then when the battle comes to Hogwarts, like, we're ready. I've got the troops, like, prepared. You know, so I think that's where that's where I would have plugged in. Oh, um, nice. In that world. Yeah, with Neville as my BFF. I like it. We wouldn't have gone to school together. No? Mm-mm. Oh my God. So how do you plug in then? So I actually plug into the whole universe. Okay. okay. So not just Hogwarts. Um, I would have gone to school from 1971 to Ooh. 1978. Ooh, real specific. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Uh, because that's when my best friend was there. Who's Oh, Sirius Black. Sirius Black. How did I know that? <laughs> and I would be part of the Marauders. Oh my God. I, uh, my animagus would be a black raven. I was just about to ask that question. Yes. <laughs> so I really, I thought long and hard about this and I was trying not to be so general or not general, but um, I guess typical of me. Mm-hmm. But I can't help it. This is He's my best friend. He's my BFF. I would be rolling with yeah. uh, James and Peter and um, Sirius. And Remus. And Remus. Oh, Remus. But I would not change the storyline whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I would just integrate into it. Right. Uh, so while they were bullying Snape, I would try to stop it, but I would be very unsuccessful at it. <laughs> and Snape would still Why become would the person. Why would you be unsuccessful? Because Snape because still you, has to become the person okay, that he gets to yeah. be. Okay, so you don't so want he, to like yeah, alter, I can't alter the timeline. I can't yeah. alter it. Okay. So I would continue going on about this. Um, excuse me. We would eventually get to the point where, you know, we leave school, but we're still in the same um, order. And when James and Lily get, when they die, and then so do the 12 muggles, and everyone feels that it's Sirius who committed the crime because Peter Pettigrew actually framed him, I would be the only one that stands next to Sirius. And I, in my hearts of hearts, believe that my best friend could not have done it. It has to, there has to be something there Mm -hmm. as to why he, you know, this happened. This can't be him. So during that time, I was working in the Ministry of Magic and the Department of Mysteries. Okay. So on the low, low, I was trying to uncover the truth about Sirius Black. And at that time, you know, Remus and I were not getting along because he was like, how could you believe uh, Sirius? Like, that's not right. You know, he killed Lily and James and blah, 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 and you're a disgrace and blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) we would end up uh, splitting ways, but I would solve the mystery, but not have enough evidence for me to To prove that, you know, Sirius Black didn't do it. But I would because I worked at the Ministry of Magic, I would send little kites, uh, mm-hmm. which are little notes, and chocolate to Sirius, oh, telling to him happy things, <laughs> happy things, and positive things. And he would turn into Padfoot, and they thought he was a Grim. He would escape, like he does, 
And then we eventually would get to the point where we find Peter Pettigrew under the Whomping Willow and everything goes as normal. So, and then eventually Sirius Black dies and I continue fighting and I die in the sickened wizarding world. War, sorry, wizarding war. Wow. Oh man, you're dying. I die. I die along Remus and Tonks and Fred. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Tragic. That is tragic. But beautiful. Because I reunite with him later on in that white room. You do. Mm -hmm. You do. Oh man. Yeah. I find my best friend again. Wow. <laughs> My best friend and I end up as professors at Hogwarts together. <laughs> I'm wow. like the head of Ravenclaw House, and he's like the head of Gryffindor House, and he's teaching herbology, and I'm teaching wow. potions. <laughs> this is such a crazy thought. <laughs> yeah. wow. So we might not run into each other. We, we would in the second Battle of Hogwarts. Oh, true. The Battle of Hogwarts, oh, yeah, true, in the true, second true, Wizarding true. War. Yeah, and you'd have been a mentor to us. Yeah. At the, in, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have had as much involvement with the Order of the, the Phoenix, Phoenix but mm-hmm. like uh, through Harry and Ron and Hermione and Ginny, especially, mm-hmm. um, holding it down at Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. We would have been... You would have crossed paths. We would have crossed paths. Yeah. Different, you would be at different stages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, what's your Patronus again? <laughs> uh, I didn't sing my Patronus. Well, I said an Animagus. Oh, Animagus, yeah. What it's is a it Black Raven. Black Raven. Oh, mm-hmm. that fits. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've never thought about what my Animagus would be. I know my Patronus is a wolf. Well, would to you be an Animagus? Yeah. Not everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. Is an I animagus. definitely would be. I don't know what it would be. My inclination is tiger, just because that's my go-to. But that's that's not subtle. Like that would be hard to, to roam through the world as a tiger. <laughs> just this lone tiger walking yeah, through the, the street, walking down the street, walking around the woods. Yeah, no, it's got to be a creature that that can probably a big dog, probably something like like a Saint Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> great Dane. Um, or a dog. horse. Ooh, a horse would be good too. Oh, that'd be good during that time. Horses, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta think about that. I gotta think about what the animagus would be. So I just killed myself in the story. Yeah, you, you but did. I reunited with my friend, and you it's reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> you went down honorably. Yeah, wait. So are you Muggleborn? Um, are you coming I, in as Susie, like as you are now, or, or are you, you a wizard from the jump? I would have to be Muggleborn. Um, I would have to be Muggleborn. Why? I would. Just because I want to. Okay. Just because I want yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. And then during that time, I would have received my letter. Yeah. And plus, how great is it? A muggle born with a pure blood? As best, best friends. friends. Best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuck at Voldemort. Well, that's, yeah. Me and Neville, Neville Longbottom, muggle born in pure blood. Best mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Yeah. And Voldemort could suck it. <laughs> <laughs> But like, you see that? It works. Yeah. It does work. But yeah, th- okay. So getting back to your question, Allison, of like, what's the difference? Like, I don't, I can't explain it. But to me, it makes more sense to like, instead of going on the offensive and hunting Horcruxes with Harry and Hermione and Ron, like, it makes more sense from a strategic standpoint to go to Hogwarts and be subversive and try and like, shake shit up from within the system. Whereas in the X-Men world, it's like, oh, man, I just it feels more effective to go on the offensive. I don't know. I can't <laughs> explain it, people. I'm sorry. I'm I mean, contradicting myself. But it depends because not every mutant is out there trying to, like, you know, cause Some people are just trying to live their mutant right, lives. Right, exactly. Yeah. Some are just trying to live their best mutant <laughs> life, you know, and not, like, 
get all caught up in it and whatever. And I think, I don't know, I think I would go back and forth between like bringing the peace between the mutants and the humans, right? Mm-hmm. And, and living as low key as I could. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes shit gets crazy, right? Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit back though when, when those times come. You know, right? Like it would be a step like, up. like I am motherfucking mutant, and <laughs> we are going to like be like I'm handle, mutant, and right? we're here, right? And some of us may be queer, right? <laughs> I would be a queer mutant. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like in those times where it's like um, shit's getting too crazy, and there's a lot of casualties happening, mm-hmm. like I would do my best to lessen. The casualties Mm -hmm. because they will happen but because i have telekinesis and healing and the super strength okay you'd be like like, the medic and okay right like i would jump in where i can to lessen the damage the collateral damage yes yes okay that makes sense you know in a way it's like look i understand that shit got crazy and it is kind of like a mutant versus like human thing but don't write off all mutants Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like I'm here trying to save your human ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. knowing that you ha you have very little that you can do, you yeah. know, in this situation. Yeah. You know? It's like you'd be a human ally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need those. Yeah. We need those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even well, for me anyway, like I'm not even so in, interested, I guess, or like enthusiastic about being involved in the Battle of Hogwarts. <laughs> like I kinda just wanna live in the castle like as I you know that that world is so well constructed and as I read mm-hmm. those books and reread them because I reread them often mm-hmm. I like get homesick yeah thinking about this place that I've never actually been yes but I've visited so many times and spent so much time there in my mind in my imagination and in these books with these characters that like I just want to I just want to walk up and, and explore Hogwarts the castle. Like, right. I want that experience of being a student there. And I think part of it is that I was reading this books, these books while I was in college um, when I, like, really got into them. And uh, it's that experience of, like, knowing that, like, I am at school and all I have to do is worry about being at school. It's like that little mm-hmm. cocoon sort of time mm-hmm. and place nostalgia yes. of like being in my dorm room, sitting by the window and just reading Harry Potter on my free time. <laughs> like if I could take that same feeling of like that peace that I felt when I was uh, in college and had that experience um, and just transport it and make it happen in, in Hogwarts, the physical place, like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's that it's nostalgia for the, the time and place. Right. Uh, that's what nostalgia is. But yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it just, it's weird that I'm that nostalgic for definition. and homesick for a place that I've never actually been. Yeah, you yes. and millions of people in the world. Yeah, yeah. She did a great job in setting it up yeah. and making you feel so invited yeah. and making it feel like it's right there because it is. It it's is just right, right there. out of reach. You just can't see it yet yeah. until you are accepted into the club, which... By the way, Harold, I'm still waiting for my letter. <laughs> I got mine 19 years late. Better late than never. Mm-hmm. It's true. But it's, it's great. It, it's a feeling that warms your heart. Yeah. And it also makes you feel, at least for me, it makes me feel welcomed mm-hmm. in a place where even though shit is going down, 
you still have a support system. Yeah. And you still have someone or something to fall on mm-hmm. that you never feel lonely. Yeah. And it's something I'm getting teary eyed yeah. right now just because it's great. It makes you feel like you have a forever family. And even when things go down, the truth prevails. Just like, you know, Remus and Sirius were not friends for a while because Sirius was in a shithole of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. But they came back. The truth for Bell, the fucking Peter Pettigrew came out and, you know, we know what happens. And then their friendship rekindles and everything goes back and it's restored, even though shit's going down in for the like outside years. world. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, stuff yeah. is going down in the outside world because Lord Voldemort's coming back. Yeah, I said your name because you're not important enough <laughs> to be hidden. <laughs> I'm not scared of you. Yeah. And it just creates this sense of security. And it's not a false sense of security. Yeah, it's not. Because you know that push comes to shove, they will have your back. And And even though I die in the long run, (laughs) I still have someone that's going to be welcoming me. And I think that's why, yeah, I think that's the safe haven part of it, of Mm -hmm. Hogwarts as like a safe haven. I think that's why I would want to stick with Neville and defend the castle. Because Mm -hmm. if that's my safe haven, if that's, you know, that's a place that I know and that I love and that I'm intimately connected with, I would not be cool with like the Death Eaters and the Ministry right, people taking infiltrating, yeah. taking over and making it something that it's not and making it not safe for Muggleborns and enforcing all these rules and, and regulations that benefit only the pure-blooded students. Like that's not that's not what Hogwarts as at its core, that's not what Hogwarts is. No. And I would not be okay with changing that environment in a way that not everyone would have the same experience of living in that castle that I did. And so yeah, I would be with Neville holding down yeah. the fort, you know, DA sessions in the room of requirement. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's where I would be. I would be defending that castle when, you know, when shit hits the fan and it's time for the battle at Hogwarts. Like I would be on the front lines right there with Molly Weasley and <laughs> Professor there McGonagall. And yeah. And Fred and George. And, yeah. And all the wonderful people mm-hmm. or wizards and witches. Yeah. Hogwarts is my home, y'all. Yeah. Yep. I have right, a bed in Ravenclaw Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. So, which is your favorite uh, fictional fictional world. world? Which fictional world would you be joining? What gives you the warms and the cuddlies, or what makes you just want to jump in? <laughs> and who would be your best friend who already lives there? Let us know at Comadriando Cast on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. Keeping spicy.